Upbeat little run here, and then we'll bring it down. I'm the producer now, too. I got to figure this stuff out. Here we go. Here's the fun part, right? Oh, see, that's the fun part. And then we fade it down. Is that how we do it? And then I turn it off. I think that's it. Welcome to All Pro Lines, the podcast. If you're watching on Facebook Live, welcome. Thanks for joining us. And most of you are listening in your ear holes and airports and cars and trains and whatever you do in your lives out there. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for coming back this season. We had a big uh, hiatus and uh, Aaron Hodges has moved on to greener pastures, which is why I can wear this hat because Aaron hated this hat, but he's not here. Uh, you know who is here? Glenn Grizzard. Our old friend Glenn Grizzard is here and back, and we're excited to talk to him. He's going to be here in about 10 minutes. Uh, hell of a weekend in the NFL. I went to the game. I went to a game myself. My brother, Andreas, came in. Uh, I would love to have had him on the podcast today, but he is flying back to Atlanta. We wore a red shirt, so went down to the Rams and hung out and partied with the uh, – with the with the goers, with the football goers, it was awesome. That stadium, I have to say, is it's all they say it is. It was seventy three, and it's got the roof, but the sides are open, and there's a breeze, and it's beautiful. The replay boards and the the layout, it's tight. It's so tight they can't have soccer in there. By the way, um, the LA is up for uh, hosting World Cup games, and what is it, four years or something now? Uh, and they may not be able to put soccer in there because it's uh, it's so tightly built. And soccer is a wider field by a lot. Uh, if you'll recall, when they played soccer at the University of Georgia for the 96 Olympics, they had to tear out the hedges, which made some ruffled the feathers of some good old boys. And they uh, sold some of the hedges for charity and they replanted new hedges and built the whole damn thing back in uh, when it was all over. So I, that made me think of that when I was there. Anyway, thanks for coming in. Uh, we've got some drops here. We got some drops today, so we can do that. Uh, oh, comments. Let's uh, let's check in the comments. Ron Milford is here, the uh, current champion of the confidence pool. If you're not playing in the confidence pool, come join us. It's awesome. There are links at all the All Pro Line social media sites. Ron won last week. There's over 100 uh, active players in this thing. And it's not a regular old pick and pool. It's not your father's pick and pool where you just pick the Lions against the spread or whatever. You get 16 points on a 16-game slate, 1 to 16, and you pick games straight up. No spreads. Screw Vegas in their spreads because Vegas is so good at it. It makes it coin flips. You pick the games based on – you pick the winners, and then you – you, you assign confidence points based on your confidence. Oh, so much more strategery. Anyway, Ron Milford won that. I think Ron had a birthday this week, too. Happy birthday, Ron. Jerry Oliver's here. Andrew, Kevin, George. Thanks for chiming in, boys. Uh, happy to see you. Jack, all right, cool. Good to see your faces. Ryan Chambers. Oh, he says confidence pool. Maybe more fun than fantasy. You're just saying that because your fantasy team's struggling. See, that's your problem, Chambers. Chambers is going to be a likely uh, guest on this show here soon. Uh, we'll talk about that and all the other stuff uh, <laughs> here soon. You got to get lucky in fantasy and start Tua. Yeah, I imagine a lot of Tua points are on the uh, bench this week. I, I I played against Andy Merriman in the All-Pro Lines League, and uh, Andy had him on the bench. I think he had 57 fantasy points, something like that. Oh, Chambers is saying he's one and one. All right. I'm just busting balls. I'm sure. I'm sure you're great at fantasy and firefighting and charity, all the good things you do, Ryan. Uh, all right, let's do some jokes. We had a lot of uh a lot of big stuff going on. Uh well, we got to start with going to the Atlanta game. I went with my brother. It's basically to see the new stadium. It's like when you go see the Coliseum in Rome, it's really to see the building. There's not much happening in the middle. Uh at one point the Rams took the lead 28 to 3. Come on, that's rude to your Falcons brethren, the fans who traveled and bought tickets to see you in your 28-3. And the Falcons almost had a 28-3 comeback. They actually, it came down to the last few plays. 
Uh, but then they didn't win, which is, of course, the most Falcon things ever. So this week they buried the Queen and the Falcons. The Falcons are 0-2. And I'm good with that, actually. Drake London had a great game, and some of the other young guys looked good, and they were competitive, and the coaching, you know, there are a few things I would like to do different. But broadly, the team's going to lose this year, and we're going to build these young guys, and it's going to be fine. Uh, the best thing about Atlanta is London, which is a confusing sentence. Drake London, a big rookie, looks good. Ironically, the only thing bringing spice to Atlanta is London. Huh? You see, because their food is bland. That's what that joke means. Niners quarterback Trey Lance broke his ankle. He's out for the season. Now Jimmy Garoppolo is actually going to have to work for his money. He's like King Charles. Yeah. The Niners have an embarrassment of riches with two starting quarterbacks on their roster. They're like the anti-Falcons. <laughs> Miami put up 42 points and beat the Ravens. The last time Miami scored this much, it was in the 80s, and it was cocaine. Miami hasn't been this hot since Crockett and Tubbs. Crockett and Tubbs reference, everybody. Uh, Mike Evans and uh, Marshawn Lattimore ejected for fighting. It seems weird to fight in a sport where you can just legally throw them to the ground if you wait 30 seconds. Like, what just, I don't know. Evan said he rushed to the field to protect Tom Brady. With that kind of loyalty, Giselle better have her head on a swivel. Am I right, everybody? Giselle admitted that she thinks uh, she would like Tom Brady to be more present. Funny, I've thought about Giselle being present around here. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Tom's going to take Wednesdays off for the rest of the season. It will help him prepare for the divorce because that's the night he's going to have the kids. Uh, <laughs> the Bucks give Tom Brady Wednesdays off and the Colts give their players Sundays off. Huh? Can't wait to tease Willie G about this. Colts lost 24 to nothing to the Jaguars. The Colts scored the same number of points as me and I was drunk and 52 and had a different game. <laughs> Here's the great thing about wearing a red jersey. The other fans know not to hit you, you see. And then when people ask if you're a Falcons fan, you can just lie and say you work at Target. It's very convenient. Uh, Matt Ryan played so badly for the Colts, you'd think he was still a Falcon. <laughs> to celebrate this game, I want to dust off this classic, All-Pro Lines classic. The Colts went 2 of 10 on third down conversions. Mike Pence converted more gays, you see. Because Pence was a losing 24 nothing to the Jaguars isn't adding insult to injury. It's adding ridicule to humiliation to embarrassment to insult to injury. Denver beat Houston, led by Davis Mills. Davis Mills sounds like a losing Civil War general. I guess most Sundays he is leading a group of young men up north to a slaughter. You see, because he's do I have a do I have a rim shot sound on my thing? Hold on. No, no, that would have been good. I should have downloaded that one. <laughs> I'll do it myself. But ching. All right. Let's check back on the comments here. Who else we got in here? John Blue, Brian, welcome in. Mike Todd, appreciate you guys joining us. Um, all right, we'll do a couple more jokes. Uh, Julio Jones out again. This guy gets hurt more than the cast of Jackass. He's he gets hurt more than the millennials' feelings. This guy, he gets hurt more than Mike Birbiglia sleepwalking. There's a bit of an inside joke for comedy nerds. Julio Jones spends more time on the table than Deshaun Watson. That's a lot. Steelers, TJ Watt tore his pectoral muscle. I can't imagine engaging in an activity that's so violent that you can tear your pec. Cripes. I sometimes get indigestion, you know, from my bad decisions. That's uh, that's about as violent as it gets for me. <laughs> All right, let's do some plugs. Uh, this weekend, I am hitting the road. On Thursday night, I am doing Janesville, Wisconsin. We are selling a ton of tickets to that. It is a cool, gritty little bar in Janesville. If you're anywhere near southern Wisconsin, come see me. Uh, the following night, Waterloo, Iowa. This is a new venue. Uh, this is an Eagles club. We're selling some tickets over there. And then Saturday, I'm very excited about this, heading back to Mason City, Illinois. Uh, it is... It's the comedy club that's in the smallest market in America, and it has been there for years and years and years. It's run by a mensch, Chris Meyer, and uh, we love Chris, and I can't wait to get back to that little club. I think it seats 80 sold out, uh, so that'll be fun to do on Saturday night. Uh, and then I'm driving back to Chicago and flying back to L.A. and writing jokes all day after a nap on Sunday and back at it again next week. 
Um, come join us at All Pro Lines, all the uh, social media outlets. We're writing jokes together. We're doing caption contests. Uh, it's fun to have a football joke in your feed here and there. I mean, how many political arguments can you be a part of? Join us on those platforms. Follow me on social media too, Kostaki Economopolis on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, All Pro Lines is dabbling in TikTok as well. So come join us. I'm going to get better at uh, posting comedy videos here. I've got several in the bank already, and I'm going to start to learn how to do this stuff myself so I can do it on the cheap and get those out. Crowd work clips and some of my good jokes I'm working on. Come see me live. I got a bunch of great gigs coming up. I'm doing Atlanta. I'm doing Oregon and Northern California. I got Chico and Ashland and Medford and Talent, Oregon, all lined up. Uh, all the dates are at Kostaki.com. Let's, uh, let's go bring in my boy, Glenn. He's sitting here in the, uh, in the lobby and he too is wearing an all pro line shirt. Baby. Welcome, buddy. Good to see you again. Good to see you, my friend. I missed you after all that time together this summer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We got to talk about that. That was one of the great trips, man. That was awesome. I, I missed you too, buddy. So Glenn and I went, um, well, Glenn, you guys know. We'll give him a proper intro. Glenn is a great teacher of of the youth. He uh, he also is a great friend of the podcast. He's been on and around for years and years. He does the voiceovers on the drops we're using today. We've got back in the we got back on the board, uh, and he's been a guest. And he he's our Falcons expert. He came and did a history of the Atlanta Falcons for the uh, Patreon supporters last year. Uh, we love Glenn. He came to a Super Bowl and hung with us and did the podcast there when we were in Miami. That's been a minute. What year was that? <laughs> yeah, that was that's been right before COVID. Right? That was the last thing that happened before COVID. Was that Super that was Bowl. like two, three, four weeks before the world shut down? Yep, yep. Beginning of 2020. That was good timing. Yeah, so yep. glad I went on an epic, epic trip. I talked these guys into doing a boys' trip with me between two weekends I had booked. So it's going to work out great. I could make some money and travel around with these knuckleheads. And then uh, my first weekend was canceled. Like we had a one of the venues closed and another place was up against the Rock Fest in a tiny town. And so we canceled the whole weekend. And Glenn and I already had tickets to go see. Uh, wait, who did we go see? Frank Turner. Frank Turner. We're going to see Frank Turner uh, in Louisville. So I didn't want to cancel that, and I didn't want to pay to change the flight, and I didn't want to not hang with Glenn. So I just went and picked up Glenn. He picked me up, and we drove around for, what was it, like 10 days? Went to stay at Bob's house, went to went to Michigan, and then back around. Yeah, we stayed at Bob Cavoyan's house and sat in the pool with him and talked about life and came back and had some bourbon later after we went to the, uh, after we went to the baseball game, went to a minor mm-hmm. league game. What's that team name? Indianapolis, something Indians, Indians, the Indianapolis <laughs> Indians. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Go Indians. I get emails from them now because I bought tickets from them <laughs> once. They think I'm in town. Uh, yeah, we had, it was epic. We went to see Billy Joel up in Detroit. Uh, we ran around and played Frisbee golf with our friend, Kurt. We stopped in so many cool places, including South Bend. We went and looked at the big house in Michigan uh it was great man i think i was drunk every night yeah pretty much and then um, and, we got up to upstate new york and you got a new opener for your uh, little comedy show that's right glenn was traveling with me we went to do a couple of uh a couple of we did three shows up there together and uh glenn was the opener he kept it tight thank thankfully and he improved <laughs> dramatically over the three shows and uh we would do that again buddy well let's do it again I was thinking I had so many great stories to pick from, and I I I didn't pick the right ones to tell about you. I mean, I think I'll I'll break out a couple couple here this evening, so um, we'll we'll get we'll get into that. Okay, all right, all right. We like stories. Um, Let's do. uh, Let's see if let's let's test my my drop capacities. Let's see if I can do. Mash the buttons, good, Stoggy. Oh oh oh. That's me producing. (laughs) All right, my kudos. I'm excited about this because one of the things I wanted when I went to see the Falcons live was to see some youngsters performing well. So there's hope. We didn't think we were going to win this game, and we did not. We were 10-point dogs, and 
Actually, they came down pretty. It was almost. We almost. I couldn't believe the highlights. The the end of that game was nutty, and of course it's L.A. and the Rams. You know they're cocky, so like halfway through the fourth quarter, they're up big and people are walking out, but not me and Andreas. (laughs) We stayed there drinking our twenty dollars (laughs) beers, and we watched the end of that game, and it was uh, it was actually very exciting. so here's my kudos. Uh, Andreas and I saw Drake London catch his first touchdown, and I think that kid's going to be around and be a star and somebody we're rooting for for 10 years. So eight for 86 and a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Kudos to Drake London. Where the hell is Kyle Pitts? I don't know why they don't throw him the ball more. I mean, we we watched it. We They moved him around the formation. He's out wide. He's in blocking, and then he releases. Like, I don't know what – are they doubling him? Are they doing something to stop him more? Are they just not keying on him? They definitely run the ball too much. They're giving it to Tyler Algier, and it's two yards and a cloud of rubber pellets. Who cares? Why are what they do doing do? that? I mean, we're trying to lose, right? I mean, we're... Yes! <laughs> How do you watch that? <laughs> but they're not... But it's it's this is they're doing it right. They're trying to lose the newfangled way, which is by not having any money for good players. And then everyone who's playing is trying to win. And the coach is trying to win. He's pissed at the podium a week ago and stormed off. So I, this they're doing it right. Finally, our stupid team is doing it right. They're they're spending forty and a half million dollars this year on dead money most of it is for matt ryan matt ryan's earning that money in indy man don't don't, don't (laughs) no points zero (laughs) points for matt ryan (laughs) he looks so bad too it wasn't even like it was like just (laughs) bad luck or anything he looks terrible it's two weeks of that. The narrative going in is that everyone thought he was going to be this year's Matt Stafford. I'm like, slow down. We want that to be true, but he's not as he's not peaking now. Let's put it that way. Uh, I hope I hope he has a great chapter there, but it's, he is off to a terrible start. So am I supposed um, to be sad when the Falcons lose? Is that what we're saying? I mean, when no, you're win, supposed to be that, happy. That's a, that's a bad time, and I'm supposed this to. This game was good lose. because the cornerbacks look good, and uh, Drake London looked good. Kyle Pitts was still missing in action, but uh, but London, I think this was his breakout game of like, oh, I'm for real. You know, Garrett Wilson had a great game too. Some of these rookie, I'm looking forward tonight to watching uh, watching the Titans and their rookie as well, Traylon Burks. There's a bunch of good rookies this year. That should be a hell of a game, man. That Bills and and Titans look like some class. I hope so. We'll see. The Bills are like 10-point favorites, but, I, you know. I don't know. Stephon gets his touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can root for that. Uh, so who, who, are you giving, who are you giving some taps on the back to, Glenn? I do. I do. I do have some kudos and some taps, and that is for the Detroit Lions, man. Oh. I was very impressed with what they're doing up there, and I think, you know, if golf can, you know, put it together, they might, you know, get into a – wild card position at some point it would be something for those people up in detroit i really i really love those people after spending some time with them around billy joel time this summer yeah i was gonna mention to our to our friends out there that uh we after the billy joel concert in detroit we were running around downtown and i found out that i had left my driver's license at the hotel and what did that keep us from doing stocky <laughs> all right, let's work up to this moment. All right, so we are, we go to, we, first of all, let's go back to the beginning. So we're, we, we're not sure what our schedule is, right? On, on, what was it, Wednesday afternoon? Wednesday afternoon, we're in downtown Louisville. I flew in a red-eye flight, and I landed Wednesday at like five in the morning. You already were there, had a hotel. You let me in, went right back to sleep. I sleep. We wake up Wednesday afternoon. We got Frank Turner on the bill, and we have no plans for a few days. And we we do our little rule, which I think we broke once, that we we only have one drink per bar so that we can move around. And downtown Louisville has a really cool scene of some cool bars that you can just hop bar, 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 bourbon and bourbon and bourbon and bourbon and beers. And so we were doing that and we were trying to figure out what to do for the next few days because we had a little bit of time that we didn't think we were going to have. And uh, we got some friends in the air. We started looking up like, is there a Todd Snyder concert somewhere nearby? Buffett somebody? 
Jimmy <laughs> Buffett. We we looked up like uh, Reds games and uh, Pirates schedules, and we were daydreaming like an excuse to go somewhere. And then we found Billy Joel in Detroit. Like, boom, that's the answer. Uh, so we built the plan backwards from there and saw some friends in Michigan and we're literally driving through Indy and went to see the Cavoyans. They were great. Uh, so we go to Billy Joel, by the way, both of us expected Detroit to be like Beirut, you know, down <laughs> Detroit, you hear nothing, you hear no good things about it was beautiful. First of all, the weather was perfect. It was outdoors. It was Billy Joel baseball stadium. It's, it's in the big stadium where the where the Tigers play, and uh, it was cool, man. The I thought the downtown area was cool. We hung around and drank some beers and ate hamburgers, and it was cool. We got the little shuttle, the free cheesy shuttle downtown, and we're there and hanging. So it did change the demographics. You know, you bring in whatever it is, 50,000 Billy Joel fans. So then after, we ended up going to uh, Greek Town, got some Greek food. There's some great Greek restaurants down there. There's a casino, and that's got like a revitalization kind of thing going on the last couple decades in Detroit. And then we found ourselves back in a little bit more of what I imagined Detroit being, where you either go into a pub that's sort of white people drinking IPAs, or you go into a club that's predominantly black. And there was a little bit of a kind of, little pockets we were wandering around downtown and Glenn and I wandered by a black strip club. I haven't been to a strip club in like 10 years. And, uh, and I was like, we got to go in there. So we went off to the side and we go, what's the over under on. We cover first trash? said if it's less than a $20 cover, we'll yeah. go ahead and do it. <laughs> That's it. We decided like, let's, what's the over under on cover. We're comfortable with If it's less than 20. We're going in like, all right, done. Like how often are we going to be drunk in Detroit at, what, what was it? One in the morning on a no, Saturday, whatever. Uh, so we go, there's this big, huge black dude at the door. We go up and chat with him. We go, what's the cover to get in here? He goes, there's no cover. Come on in guys. I just got to see a couple IDs. <laughs> so we're like, we're going, we're going to see black breasts. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and Glenn ruined our lives. Glenn left his ID back at the hotel which we were nowhere near at the time. Yep. One of those hotels that they demand to see the ID when you're, when you're getting in there. Again, so. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the guy in front of me had left his ID and I sat proceeded to give him back his ID and then leave my ID with her. <laughs> like, you'll, you'll be needing this and I won't. So, but yeah, Detroit was great. And uh, again, back to, back to my kudos. I mean, Hutchinson, you know, I, yeah. I got nothing against Michigan. I got I, I enjoyed Georgia whooping the ass last and last January. Yep. And um, yep. Hutchinson was a he was a good solid number two pick. I mean, couldn't be number one, you know, because <laughs> but um because man, he looked off. good and and golf looked good and Amon Raw looks good and, and yeah, the DeAndre team's, Swift the team's gritty. Good. I enjoyed watching them on Hard Knocks. They were I think they're a fun team to root for, I mean, and I, I loved it. I've been rooting for a good Browns team and a good Lions team and a good Jaguars team for years and years and years. And now because of Deshaun, I don't care about the Browns anymore. I hope they <laughs> suck. Uh, but I like that the Jaguars might be good and that the Lions might be good. I think those are fun storylines. That would be awesome. I don't know about good, but I think they're going to be less than <laughs> less embarrassing than they usually are. That's fine. That's an improvement. I mean, so, but yeah, I think good, the Jaguars have the possibility to be good. Right. Well, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is, he's got to have almost Joe Burrow in him, but I don't know. I mean, he's, he doesn't he's seem gotta, to have the same supporting cast. I, I mean, we can't even can't really count. He didn't look great last year, but he had the worst coach maybe in the history of the NFL. <laughs> Urban Meyer kicking kickers and being terrible at coaching. Sliding football. fingers. Sliding fingers. <laughs> that old finger slide. <laughs> Usually when he comes across a pig slip, he tries to put his hand up and inside of it, but not that year. All right. Recycling jokes. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, oh, let's do this. Let's see if I can play this. But now it's time for which oh. comes first. Oh, yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. <laughs> 
That is a long pause, Glenn. I love it. That was recorded in Key West last year, back uh, when I was still living down in paradise. Yeah. All right. Well, screw it. We'll come back to the subject in a minute. Tell me about your new life. How's where are you? Well, it is actually still in flux. I'm, I'm broadcasting from the Jesus Christ Superstar apartment in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, you're I've still in been, Charlotte. Okay. I've been working for three weeks and that's almost enough. And hopefully there's none of my parents listening to this to find out that I'll be moving to Asheville next month <laughs> to um, do a job I'm much better qualified and suited for to teach gifted kids in middle school instead of teaching fourth graders in a public Montessori school, which is so it's been a it's been a wild whirlwind of a ride the last month or two getting out of Key West and up through Florida and up to here and on, still on my way. But as I've always said, moving is one of life's thing. worst things. Oh my God, a third floor apartment. Talk about talk about life's worst things. Oh, you moved just moved into it and now you're I moving out of it. Third floor apartment and yeah, now I'm moving out. <laughs> that yeah. sucks. The guy that helped me move in here is not going to be helping me move in. <laughs> he's not. He's not coming back. But moving moving down is easier than moving up. Yes, there is gravity. Is on your side. Don't <laughs> All right, what comes first, man? Oh, uh, you know what? Let's hear that again. That's your best. But now it's time for which comes first. Oh yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? Long it's pause. time for which comes first. <laughs> All right. Uh. When I was in, uh, both New York teams have been terrible. When I was playing poker with Andreas on Saturday, uh, there was a super sports gambler dude who was doing uh, Molly and cocaine, and he he had about ten shots of tequila while we were there. He was smoking weed. Think of me? Yeah, <laughs> this guy was completely out of his mind, and he was he had some parlay on the most obscure football teams. We were busting his balls because the big the big last one was Hawaii against Duquesne. He was very <laughs> interested in the outcome of that game. But one of the things he told me, which kind of stuck with me, is that there was a prop bet that he liked that was the two NFL New York teams. Went, total wins between them on the season was 10 and a half. <laughs> wow. Which I wow. thought, that's a fun bet. Like you can kind of root for the teams not to suck. And if either one of them doesn't suck, you win the you win the bet, right? So they already have three wins and four <laughs> shots. The Jets somehow beat the Browns this week to come to one to one. And the Giants are preposterously two and oh. They beat the Titans and now the Panthers. So my question for you, Glenn, which comes first? A Jets playoff game or a Giants playoff game? Well, I've been up Saquon's butt for three or four or five years now and living in mostly dying with him on my fantasy roster. And I got to think he's got to have one superstar season in him. And if he can make up for, I mean, I think Jones has got, he's got talent and he's got receivers and Kadarius Tony stays healthy. Then they're, they're definitely the better team of the, with the jet. I mean, Come on, the Jets. Well, that was that was a fluky, fluky thing. <laughs> and they're not going to win more than four or five more games. What well, Flacco? I mean, really? He's, I mean, Flacco's going to start week three, they say, and we don't know after that. The other kid might be back. Zach, you know. I guess I haven't been that impressed with Zach yet. I mean, I, I, I know it's he's early got yet, but you're, you're right. It's a big yeah. question mark, and the team but, has been broadly terrible for a long time. But so have the Giants. Yes, there, yeah, there's not been a lot of talent in New York in quite a while. But I, I think the Giants, the Giants are much better playoff chance than the Jets. So I'll say the I'll say the Giants go first. I think that's a pretty good book it. Book it. You might be talking me into it. I'll, all right, I'll be I'll play I'll be contrarian. I'll go Jets. I'll go Jets here because they got a little electricity. You got Robert Silo, the coach. I like got some fire. Maybe Zach comes back and you know he's got he's having maybe he'll have a little bit of a Tua kind of a thing where he's this is the year he gets it together. Six touchdowns by the way for Tua. Dude, don't even talk to me about a Tua Tagovailoa comeback. It's, it's still I'm, I'm still as traumatized by Tua's first introduction to me. I know. I same here. That's how I, that's how I got to know him and like him. I, I, you know, in theory, like, oh, that kid's going to be good if he could do this. Come off the bench, and I would give some advice to the Ravens to maybe cover Tyreek Hill when given the opportunity. When you have a big lead, and that's what the only way the they can hell? win. 
That was yeah, the most the embarrassing hell? fall apart I've seen since I'm, I don't know, maybe during the Super Bowl. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> I was watching the highlights of that, and I was like, come on. <laughs> what? Do you... Yeah, that's hard to believe that they let that happen. Um, I wasn't surprised that Cooper Cup was open a lot in the game that I was watching, but what are you going to do? That guy's slippery. And they were pretty close on him on some of the things, but he, he, they move him around. He crisscrosses the field. He does these weird slants. He's even covered, and you throw it right, you know, he catches it. No, he can't do anything. But two was wide open in all the highlights that I saw, and they were behind, and it was late in the game. Like, so what are you going to do but throw it to Tyreek this far as you can? Where's the prevent defense? You know, they always bitch about the prevent defense. Why? Where's the prevent let Miles Gaskin run the ball. Let him beat you with his legs. Make him yes. earn it that way or whatever they're doing. Is he still on the team? I don't know. They're, they're, they're running. They're not, they're not a good team. And, I, I mean, if, I would have thought the Ravens were a good team with, I mean, Lamar scoring 40-something uh, fantasy points for me on that game. So, I, I mean, I thought the Ravens had uh, – I thought they were a real thing. And then if they're going to fall that fall apart for that kind of thing – I don't know who outside of the Bills and Titans. I don't know who the class of the AFC even is. The Chiefs. Well, the, you got to put the, you got to put the Chiefs in there. You got to put the Chargers in that conversation. I was uh, thinking about that. That Chargers Chief game was a, was informative. Yeah, and if the well, they haven't done it yet, but I think the Broncos have the pieces to be a really good team. If they I don't think the Broncos are going to be worth a damn. I don't, I don't look, think Russell is really. They won He's not this week. Carry them. Ugly. They beat the Texans, though. So that and Drake and I were debating. What are the Falcons the worst team in the NFL? I was like, no. And I started listing them. I'm like, no, they're really not. They're really not better than that team. They're really not. <laughs> they're not better than the Lions. They're not better than the Jaguars. Are they better than the Texans? That's the one I kind of clung to. And then maybe the Seahawks are worse. I don't know. That those are the teams that are really bad right now. I'm surprised the Seahawks didn't go get a quarterback. I mean, are we supposed to? They had a chance to at this point. <laughs> he was right. He was right down the street. They could have gotten Jimmy G at any point. Well, 49ers are happy they didn't. No kidding. Man, that was nasty. That and is nasty. That's I, a, I thought he could have been some. He he still might be something, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think North Dakota State's proven their NFL talent just yet i mean if you're if you're laying it all on carson and and Trey, so <laughs> but he's got all the things he's got the ingredients to be at least a flashy fantasy fun quarterback to watch with the legs and the thing and the big arm and the i don't know I don't he'll, he'll be Mahomes. fun to watch he'll be back next year he'll be all right but yeah in right. the short run that team's immediately improved by having jimmy g back jimmy g where where what what number is he on current NFL quarterbacks. Well, if I think that my new standard is that is that Herbert is probably the one I would want if I was picking a quarterback out of anybody right now, I think I would want Herbert more than anybody. I think Rodgers anybody still, I think Rodgers is still the better quarterback and I do want to talk some more about Tom Brady's weekend because I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> but <laughs> throwing uh, down a tablet and but Garoppolo's, he's top 20. I mean, he's top 15, maybe. I don't know. I, I, he's. I can accept that. 17, he, 21. I don't, it's hard to see without. I mean, what are you going to throw to Kittle all day long? And, and Debo. Debo. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk. They can do it. They they could, they'll, they'll be a good solid middle of the pack uh, wild card team. I think the fantasy prospects of all the other players on the team are immediately improved by Jimmy G being back under center. First of all, he's not going to steal the goal line carries the way Trey Lance might have, and he's going to be better at throwing the ball. So, yeah, I, don't know. I um, think I think 49ers will be easy to forget for the, as the year goes on. I think. Mm, I think but let's talk about think. our division a little bit because yeah, I really about- enjoyed that Saints Bucks game. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little scrap. They had a little fighting. Man, it was so terrible up until that point, too. I mean, I went and we rewatched the highlights because I had been kind of picking in and out of it over the course of the day. And it was like, what? Who are these teams? They look yeah. much worse than the Falcons did, I thought. Andreas and I were checking the phone and we were at the game. We're like, what? We we're tailgating. We're like, well, the, the, the score is zero to zero still? What's and, happening? 
Brady was he was not hitting what he wanted to hit. His thing, the things were not, he was screaming at the rest of the team. They were it was very enjoyable to see him suffer. I love to say that he's, you know, that maybe his challenging home life is spilling into his gameplay a little bit. <laughs> Let's do a little psychology on TV 12. Yes, I like it. I like it. Hey, man, I'm 40-something. You know, I got a lot of shit going on. I mean, you used to even admit that at a press conference. is kind of fun for me. But they were, I mean, stuff was not going where he wanted it to go. And then, I mean, and they would have been they they probably would have been fine until the full-on Jameis meltdown again in the second half with three <laughs> interceptions including the pick six it was it was just Jameis all day yeah <laughs> the saints suffer the same way the bucks used to suffer it's all it's all fun for the falcons fans yeah i mean the news out of the game was that uh Jameis winston threw a pick and tom brady won that's not really news eventually <laughs> it's not really yep it is oh, we enjoyable, got, though. We got a note here from Andrew Miller. Can't wait till y'all get back to Fahrenheit and Messina, New York again. Woo! Uh, <laughs> uh, he said, Charlie Brown's teacher. I'll be more prepared next time. That's funny. <laughs> Jody Carter says, more helmet videos coming? That's a good question, Jody. I was working on it today. I just couldn't get it together. I, I it, it was a crazy weekend. Uh, Let me go back to the Messina, though. Yeah. The, Stocky had to stop a minute because we were outside. The show was outside on the deck with on wedding chairs all set up like um, dearly beloved. And we're and I did I did my time and enjoyed it. And then Stocky was going about five minutes into his show. The river running right past us just fills up with geese, Canada geese out there. Huh? 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 <laughs> I can start a start a new joke and be like, har, har, har. <laughs> I, I've never seen that particular comedy. Tra- uh, that, tra- uh, you know, all the good clubs have that. You hear the geese <laughs> when you're doing your comedy. All the good clubs, all the you know, all the good ones. And, uh, and a couple of single guys like us got to got a couple of uh, married ladies to um, come tell us how fun how fun we were. Oh yeah, they, they we, married ladies show. flirted with us until their redneck husbands got pissed and dragged them home. That's barely an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, I, I went to the, I go to a liquor store about three times a year because uh, usually I just pick up beers and wine at grocery stores or whatever. So I went to prepare for my brother coming. I went to the liquor store and I went fucking bananas. I, I got all kinds of weird beers and I was, I got some uh, honey Jack Daniels and I, I was like looking. I was like a little kid in a candy store, and I went to find the peanut butter uh, whiskey that we were drinking. Screwball, screwball. I found it, but here's the problem: it's like fifty five dollars a bottle. <laughs> it's like three times as much as regular whiskey i'm like i don't i didn't i I didn't love it that much (laughs) i didn't realize how expensive it was boy they they were pouring it to us like it was you know it was free that night it was free for us yep it was all free that night i was gonna go drink i was gonna drink peanut butter whiskey but i I shifted to uh, the much cheaper uh honey whiskey i'll be having (laughs) that instead i think we had some of that that night too (laughs) <laughs> we had a little bit of everything that night. <laughs> uh, we got some more comments in here. Kudos to the Jets, says Ron Milford. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we got 20, 28 to 3 jokes. Those are always enjoyable for me. Uh, hey, Andrea, chiming in from uh, Idaho. Cowboys fans in Idaho, you know, you got you to gotta cherish them when you can find one like that. Marge Economopolis said moving is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> not from the third floor marge yeah that's right <laughs> hey mom thanks for chiming in mom is recovering for some uh medical stuff she's doing she's doing well but it's a long way back moving's no fun for her right now either and that's just getting from the bathroom to the kitchen oh yes <laughs> we're, we're we're praying for you baby yeah she's she's coming along she's getting there jump back to uh, the cowboys a minute because i was watching that game that cowboys Bengals game and Micah and- parsons Micah Parsons is fucking, he's, he's Lawrence Taylor. He's, he's a star. He, he is all over every single play disruptor. Yeah. He's as the, he's the hate real star him, left on that man. team. Yeah. He could, Zeke is fading. Dak's gone. He's the only real star left. Um, and they treat him like that. When I went to the, uh, the, the training facility in Oxnard to watch some, watch some practices, 
man, they, there are a lot of Parsons jerseys in the stands. People are into it. There were little kids in a huge line waiting to like shake his hand and sign, you know, sign whatever they had. And it was kind of cool. It's nice to he see might, a defensive player get some love like that. He might be the next Herschel Walker trade for the Cowboys. <laughs> and if we're, if that's an option, I would like to trade Herschel Walker now at this point too. Oh, as please. Much as, I've, as much as I've talked him up on this um, podcast over the years. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to disown him at this point. Oh, please just stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> He's the exaggerated version of my old joke about Edrin. Like he's coming off the sidelines. You got one man to beat edge. It's the guy with the microphone. Just don't talk, <laughs> but Herschel. Oh, even worse. Yeah. Probably not best to go down that road. No, but I will, I will say it's, uh, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to defend him like I used to. <laughs> uh, Seattle should have, uh, Ryan says Seattle should have done literally anything in the quarterback department and done better than what they did. That's true. I mean, I, I feel like, We'll never know because they won't ever say this, but I feel like they were playing chicken and they just lost the game of chicken with all of the other quarterbacks they could have wound up with. They could have gotten Mayfield or Jimmy G. And before that, there were a few that were available for a while and they didn't and they were holding off and negotiating. And I think that team is just going to be a mess. That, that I think that might be the 32nd best NFL team right now. I guess so. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, Geno Smith is your best quarterback, and the defense is just a shadow of what it used to be. I mean, they're not even doing anything really. DK Metcalf can't just throw the ball up and catch it himself, right? That would be helpful though for my (laughs) fantasy team because I believe in him, he'll be fine. But this year is going to be messy. No, he's a quality receiver, it's just no, ain't no good when you ain't got nobody to throw it to you. (laughs) That old, that old saying, yep. Well, we got two Monday night games tonight. I don't, I don't know why. Nobody's explained to me why that is. But seven uh, nothing Bills right now. Extra football. Oh, okay. Well, they're favorites. They're supposed to win. Yep. Titans are down close. Okay. All right. So that could, that could be a good game. Um, I didn't think much of the Sunday night game. I thought it was the the. I thought the Bears might be for real. I was ready for Justin Fields show, and uh, I don't I don't think the Bears are for real. Well, we didn't watch football on Sunday night because Andreas and I completed the weirdest weekend of our lives. Uh, Friday, we did family. I picked up Andreas from the airport. We picked up the little kid from preschool. We picked up the big kid from high school. Uh, we ended up going over to the local cool area that's walkable and had dinner and got in the pool. So it was family night was super cool. We got up and had breakfast together. Then we drop off the little kid and the big kid. Andreas and I play poker for 12 hours, which was awesome. Uh, with the lunatic uh, character. It was such a, oh my goodness. He kept offering everybody drugs and was coming back and forth, flirting with all the waitresses who hated his guts. And But he tipped them a lot, so they had to be nice to him. It was, it was a scene. So then we get up early on, on Sunday. We get our stuff together. We put on, we, we debate at length what we're going to wear and what we're going to bring because we have a hell of a day ahead of us. And we went with bring nothing but a bag of beers and some ice. (laughs) So we drank nine beers collectively in about 97 minutes before uh, going into the game. And then after the game, we go to the Chipotle. We wander around. We drink another couple beers. And then we get in an Uber and go see Emo Phillips opening up for Weird Al Yankovic. (laughs) Right? That's the right response. You've got weird right in the title. It was... I could watch Emo for three hours. Emo <laughs> is a legit fucking crazy genius. I love Emo Phillips. Weird Al, I won't say this on the public radio waves, but on my own podcast, not my cup of tea. I don't <laughs> see how it works. These guys are doing 130 cities in six months. They're driving around in a bus. The, it was this beautiful theater. It seats like, well, I don't know, 1,700 people, and it was packed full of nerds and weirdos who I, who are these people? It was one of the strangest things I've ever been to. So it's like weird Al song after weird Al song, or is there like stand up in between? I mean, he, he sits down for most of it and he's with a band that he has been with for like 40 years. And so like, I'll get, I'll give him this, the music, his commitment and understanding and his passion for music 
is is actually kind of riveting. And his capacity to commit to doing the genre, like they'll do a song and it's Bob Dylan style and the voice and the style of lyrics. And then they'll do the doors and it's kind of doorsy and he commits to it. And, and he's kind of funny in between, like he'll tell a little story about the song. He's got some funny payoffs with going in and out of songs. It's not just all the songs I know. It's no songs I ever heard. (laughs) Uh, It's weird. It's, it's corny and clean it's it feels like mad magazine comedy to me like it feels like it's really good if you're 12 and a half <laughs> i don't i don't get it I, I i think he's really great at what he does but i just don't see why you would go see that live it's just it's a it's a mystery to me is the crowd all your age or is there young people that get him now it's the full range it's like some dads and their kids and then there's some teenagers and there's a lot of grown-ups like our age, like wearing a Mad Magazine t-shirt and <laughs> Hawaiian shirts. And it was really unusual. <laughs> why Why doesn't emo sell at a place like that? <laughs> to be fair to the fans, they, they were great. And they loved emo. And most of them didn't really know emo. They didn't go. Emo's not even on the ticket. And he does like a half an hour and he got a standing ovation. Huh. Um and then there's an intermission, and then there's Weird Al, which, you know, again, he's really good at what he does, but it's it's not my favorite thing. So, yeah, so then we get in an Uber, and we're trying to write jokes as fast as possible <laughs> on the way home and wake up early this morning, and Andreas gets in an Uber, and uh, I'm racing through the day to get ready to do the podcast. So here we are. Life in Hollywood. Yeah, right? We're fancy. Yeah. All right. Any questions from the uh, peanut gallery? We uh, let's check the comments one last time. Emo and Al. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. Emo. Give me emo every day. Emo is exactly what you want him to be. He is weird and gentle and brilliant, and the writing is so fucking good. I was so happy that Andreas got to see him some, um, but we were late because we got we had like the worst traffic and uber possible luck like in la yeah right well we had to get to thousand oaks which is not la and we started at a place where eighty thousand people are leaving at roughly the same time so it was definitely a challenging situation Well, speaking of scenes this weekend there was quite a scene in boone north carolina oh that's right in case you missed it, at the game day college football pregame show of ESPN's national coverage was centered in Boone, North Carolina, where I happened to raise a couple of kids for 25 years and right. and lived uh, the whole middle chunk of my life. I don't want to call it the last half yet. We don't know. And- I didn't hear anything about that game from my gambling friend because it wasn't obscure enough. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't Duquesne, Hawaii. Did you hear what happened? No, I was just going to ask you. I have no oh, idea what let happened. Me, let me enlighten you a little bit. After the whole pregame and the gigantic crowd on the quad up in the mountains of North Carolina, people I know left and right, and they they go into the Georgia game where we destroy South Carolina and prove our, our rights to be the only real college football team in the country this year. Then the App State came on at 3.30, and they were fine. They were fine. And Troy – so App State, in case you missed it, beat Texas A&M in College right. Station last week. Was why they Love went that. to why they went to Boone, and we we hate the Aggies too. So that's it was perfect. And so it goes in three third quarter. Uh, App State goes down fourth quarter. App State's still down. App State's down four um, points with four seconds left on the clock, and they're at midfield, and they throw the hail mary, and the guy jumps up and taps it back forward, catch it in front of the crowd, swing around six yards into the end zone to win the game, walking off, field floods with people. Oh, App my State goodness. Still on top of the world oh in my front of goodness. everybody. I missed all this. You you should check out the, uh, the YouTube. It oh, that's something. great. That's so. so cool. Pat McAfee was there? He's part Pat of the Pat McAfee game was there day. taking David Pollock's place, though, so that's kind of like oh. a – Oh, okay. It's a touchy subject among the boys. Oh, I understand. 
because uh, I mean, I think he's great and, and he's funny. And um, Luke Combs, the country singer from App, was there as the guest picker, and him and uh, McAfee were playing off each other pretty well. I mean, it, McAfee's quick. He's he's a funny guy. He is know? a force of nature. I, I've got mixed yeah. feelings about him personally, but he is really great at what he does. He is he's good when he. He's good at wrestling. He's good at broadcasting. He's good at comedy. He's good at punting. He's good at everything <laughs> he's tried turns to gold. It's crazy. I could probably beat him wrestling. He's good at social media. He's good at running a business. He's good at making decisions. He is a force of nature, that guy. And I agree. He's funny. He deserves it. He, he deserves it. Um, uh, I was going to ask you something. They don't decide where college game day goes until seven days out. That's where they were supposed to go. Where? College station. Oh, <laughs> so they pivot. They have a plan and they can pivot. That would be your butt college station. <laughs> that oh. hurt so bad this week. Okay. All they right. had, have you seen, there's another big uh, viral clip going around of the, the pregame uh, pep rally before the A&M app game, and they were just making fun of app left and right and just tearing them down. It's It's been quite the hit in Boone this week. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we did everything we came here to do. Uh, all right. I was just come checking my notes. Yeah. Yeah. You got any notes? You got anything you need uh, to say? Kyler Murray, he, he ran around a whole lot. I don't. He did. I'm, I, I'm not I heard sure this afternoon won that game. That one like three yard run was uh, 86 yards <laughs> in uh, next gen stats yardage of him. Exactly. Maybe think of Michael Vick when he was running around back there. Yeah, he's good. He's fun to watch. I'm kind of happy that uh, Andreas has a beef with him. He thinks he's a jackass, and he definitely is uh, not had not been a perfect leader on the team with yeah. the contract fights and some of the interviews he does are like yeah but he, he's fun to watch I, yeah. I i find him to be electric to watch um yeah come join us in the uh in the pick'em league it's a it's a cancer benefit thing we've already raised over five thousand dollars all we ask is that you contribute whatever you can 30 bucks or whatever come join us it's season long we got season long prizes and we got weekly prizes and it's it makes the games more fun when you have some something go riding on it uh, the confidence pool is a really fun format. If you've never done it, come see me live, go to Kostaki.com. There's a tour page. Uh, you can see where I'm going to be Atlanta, Janesville, uh, Waterloo, Oregon, Chico. I'm all over the place. Come find me a uh, Mason city, Illinois on Saturday night. Um, what are the other plugs, Glenn? I, I usually have more plugs. I'm going to be in Charlotte and then I'm going to be in Asheville. Y'all come <laughs> see me. Y'all go, go see Glenn in Asheville. <laughs> Let's see. Can I do the outro music? Hold on. Let's see if I can pull this off. Here. Oh, yes, this time. So we'll... Hey, Ron, take that team to the Super Bowl. I got my fantasy team. Go, Ron. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week with all your fantasy dreams come true. Hope your teams don't suck. See ya.